Welcome to Motherhood in Hollywood, episode 160. My guest today is writer-director Peter Hedges. He has a new film out called Ben is Back, and we're talking to him about working with Julia Roberts and his son, Lucas Hedges. But first, I have a big announcement. I am so excited to share with you guys Motherhood in Hollywood. Me, Heather Rooker, is partnering with Democracy Clothing. All right, so here's the deal. It is so hard to find jeans and clothes that fit my body. I have a curvy body. If you guys have been following along at home on Instagram or in my social media, you know, I'm a curvy lady. I'm plus size. I am a bigger girl. And it is very difficult for me to find clothes that fit. And here's what I love about democracy. They were founded on the principle of curve equality, which is exactly what it sounds like. Clothes that fit all shapes and sizes, because as you guys know, a lot of clothing lines are not created equal. Like you go into the store, you buy something that you think is your size, but it actually feels like it's two sizes smaller. Well, we're going to put it into that. That's what democracy does. Democracy's signature Absolution Jeans uses the latest technology incorporating smooth, super stretch denim, slimming panels to mold and hold. Hello. A hidden inner waistband for a no-gap waist, mesh panels for tummy control, I definitely need some of that, and strategically placed pockets designed to enhance your shape. If any of that is resonating with you or sounds like something you might need if you're in your car or you're at the gym or wherever you're listening today and you're nodding your head like, I need some of that. I need some of that tummy control. I need a little absolution in my life. Check out democracyclothing.com. They're on social media as well, Democracy Clothing. You're going to hear me talking about them and my experiences with their jeans and with their clothes over the next several months as I partner with them through Motherhood in Hollywood. And I'm so excited to share such a wonderfully empowering clothing line with you. Yay, ladies. Yay, curvy ladies. All right, you guys, let's get to today's episode. Here we go. Come on, mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hey friends, I hope you're having a wonderful week so far. I have been super busy, (laughs) Um, but mostly with work. Work seems to be ramping up and it's not necessarily just like holiday stuff, running around, getting gifts and all of that. I feel like I'm very behind in that area, but um, work is ramping up. Everybody is promoting their holiday movies. Everybody wants to make sure they get, you know, press coverage on everything that's going on. And I've seen, I think, six movies uh, in the last week, but by the end of this week, it will be six movies. Yeah. And it's a lot, but I love movies. So that's okay. If I didn't, I would certainly be in the wrong job in the wrong career. Um, But this is a really a big treat for me right now because Peter Hedges is my guest on the show today. He is the writer and director of a new film called Ben is Back. It stars Julia Roberts and Lucas Hedges, which is also his son. And we talk a little bit about that, what it was like getting his son on board. His son, Lucas, right now is one of the hottest young actors in Hollywood. He's making some truly powerful, independent films. And I just saw him in Boy Erased, which I interviewed him for. And it was so different. 
it was such a different role, a different story. And he brought something completely different to Ben is back as well as boy erased. He was also in Manchester by the sea. Um, so he's doing a lot of great work. And in this film, he worked with his dad. Now, Peter Hedges also wrote the screenplay for one of Chris's favorite movies about a boy. Um, he also wrote and directed uh, Dan in real life and pieces of April. Like you guys, the his career um, is quite impressive. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy hearing from him about what it's like to write and direct such powerful movies. And this movie in particular comes from such a personal place. And he shares the personal stories and he talks about um, that a little bit here. Ben is Back is about a family dealing with a young man who has addiction, who struggles with addiction. And it's very personal and it's very powerful. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. So um, I'm going to wrap up the mommy monologue because this interview is that good. And I want to get to it right away. All right, everyone. Here is my interview with Peter Hedges. Well, I am thrilled to be speaking with you because you have been a part of and written some of my favorite movies and my husband's favorite movies. And it's truly a thrill to get to speak with you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad. <laughs> now, I watched Ben is Back, and I have to say, I um, I felt a deep connection to it because I have had personal experiences in my own life with people who have an addiction and um, people who are also enablers. And I would love to know if this came from a very personal place from you as well, or did you feel like it was just a story that you wanted oh, no, to tell? No, 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 it's very personal. I grew up in an alcoholically ravaged family. My mother left home when I was seven. I was 15 when I first knew her as a sober person. Um, I was sober the whole time. I never drink or do drugs my entire life. Um, but um, so I grew up in that family where we walked on eggshells. We pretended in public that we were much happier than we were. Um, and, but I also had the incredible gift that a lot of people don't get is I saw and got to know my mother as a sober person. Mm -hmm. And my mother sober was remarkable. She was dynamic and fun and intelligent and kind and loving, 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 loving. So for 22 and a half years, um, after I was 15, I got to know the most remarkable woman. Um, more recently, uh, I lost a close friend to overdose. My favorite actor ever overdosed and died. And uh, we nearly lost a family member, not from my immediate family, but a close relative. And that much loss, um, and then the potential for even more loss made me feel that I wanted to make something uh, that would uh, endeavor to, to find some meaning in all this meaningless loss mm -hmm. or, you know, and, and so I knew I wanted to write about the epidemic, but I didn't want to write a, a preach a sermon. I didn't want it to feel like a educational documentary. Right. right. I wanted to tell a story about human beings who are dealing um, in the most loving way possible with one of the hardest things imaginable. I think what was one of the things that really struck me was how 
um, specific his disease was and his char- the characteristics of somebody who is an addict. Um, because it, I feel like sometimes whenever addicts are played on screen, it's always a little more blown out. It's a little more like uh, they're uncontrollable, you know, and it's like, it's not always like that. They, they try really hard and they so badly want to do the right thing, but they can't. To me, that was something I felt like I don't see enough of. Right. Mm -hmm. The the people I know who are addicts don't want to be addicts. um, Addicts. Yeah. and what also excited me was um, the notion of someone who put together uh, some recovery, but not enough, to return home. And so you could feel the promise of what life could become if you could string more days together, that he could begin to heal some of his past mistakes and, and help repair much of the damage he'd done kind of as a living amends for his, you know, old behaviors. Um, and, and so it was important to me that we feel what this family could be like you, you can just feel this family is so close to having a really good thing going. Uh, you know, the house is filled with children's art and love and light. And, you know, it's a second marriage for Holly it's a mixed race marriage, and here they're building this family that, you know, from all you know objective angles, looks happy and healthy and 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 like the kind of home you'd want to live in. And yet, there's this secret, and yet there's this terror, and yet there's this deep fear that. The lost sheep, the you know, the prodigal son who returns unexpectedly, you know, could could regress to his former self, and and so it felt like there was such a great. It, it felt like I I just didn't feel like I'd seen that before, you know. Yeah. And not that I'm trying to reinvent the wheel uh, when it comes to stories that deal with this epidemic, I did want to make sure that. Um, one of the biggest challenges, let me try this differently, um, in writing about someone who is um, sick with the disease of heroin or opioids or alcohol, is that uh, me personally, I get so impatient and angry with them because they, the cycle just keeps repeating and repeating and repeating. And, and sometimes dramatically that becomes not satisfying because we're just, we just keep ending up where we started over and over again. It felt like by doing the compressing the time and starting with Ben from a place of hope and he was heading in the right direction, there was something really to be at stake here. Is he going to make it? Is he going to use again? Is he making a mistake? Is Holly doing the right thing by letting him stay? What's the loving thing for someone in this family to do? When is tough love the best kind of love? When is being too tough maybe actually becoming a death sentence for the person that, you know, is being, uh, the verdict is being laid down on, you know, so it just seemed to ask a lot of questions. And what also strikes me is every family I know who deals with this and my family, when we've had to deal in those tenser moments, every 
moment of the day has a tension and it's unrelenting. And, and I, I didn't set out to write an emotional thriller, but just by being true to the given circumstances of where Holly would be if she's made this agreement with her family that he can stay for a day and that in order to make sure it all goes well, she's going to be with him every moment. Just that simple setup, that simple premise, and the fact that both Holly and Ben are trying their best to do the right thing. They may be doing it in wrong ways, but they're always trying to do the best thing. So being able to root for their what they what they their objectives, what they're trying to do, and also um, oh, what was the other thing that I was just about to say? <sighs> Sorry. It's okay. Well, I love, I do have to say, I love the way that Julie Roberts is playing Holly here in that she's not the stereotypical mom of an addict, um, in that she's, she's tough on him. And, but she also, you see her being conflicted between just this overwhelming love that we as parents have for our kids, but also she's not going to let him lock himself in that dressing room, make a comment like that because she knows what's happened before. That's what really struck me is like, you don't know unless you've been in that situation that an addict can't make a joke like that or make a comment about drugs in the shoes or whatever. And, and then close the door and not open the door. Like, cause you know, something is going down in there. And, and as a mom, I would imagine the, the frustration of just being completely torn between your love, the love of your child and wanting to save their life. And, and it, I think Julie Roberts did a beautiful job of playing that. I, I completely agree. I'm, I, I'm genuinely staggered by what she brought to Holly. I'm thrilled with the dynamic between her and Lucas, their chemistry, their banter, their evident love for each other. Um, you know, a great actor like Julia Roberts, who's also a great movie star, um, often the actors that we know well act alone. You know, not all actors are generous. Mm -hmm. um, the great ones are. And she was very generous with Lucas, and he was equally generous with her. And, and it, watching the two of them dance emotionally and play and just go at each other was so... Com this isn't my computer, by the I way. Know, I don't I know what that is. That's I'm not... Okay. I, I don't even... <laughs> somebody's getting noises. That's not me. That's okay. I need you to know that because it's weird. Um, so, so that was, I mean, I, I, I sometimes just couldn't believe I'd sit back and go, I can't believe I'm watching this happen. I can't believe that I got my, you know, it was blessed to have my favorite movie star ever. And my favorite actor who also happens to be my son in the same, in the same film. movie. About well, you know, and for it to be about what it's about. Well, you know, which, I um, I actually met your son several weeks ago when I interviewed him for Boy Erased and was equally blown away by him in that film as well. And oh, I just think, oh, man, funny. his parents must be so proud. Yeah, we are, <laughs> but you know what's really what's really remarkable, and he, you, Lucas, maybe I don't know if you told you this. He is he rooms with his older brother. They have an apartment together. And we are so thrilled that both of our sons and my other son works in finance and he, he works as Lucas is one of the hardest working actors. I know he's working all the time and, and loves working. His brother works so hard, 
but they, they work hard. They live together. They're each other's best friends. And they also seem, I, you know, and it, for us, that is probably the greatest part of this is that we see both of our young men. Um, my wife and I, we see our kids, young men thriving. We, and not, not because they're always happy. I mean, that doesn't happen. Right. But, but they're engaged in the passionate pursuit of work that they feel is meaningful and is meaningful to them. And, and I, and I, of course, every, almost every journalist I talk to has interviewed often, sometimes they've interviewed Lucas several times. And, and what I keep getting back from people is how kind he is, how thoughtful he is, how he listens, how interested he is in them. And, you know, uh, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a wonderful thing when it's never the responsibility of a child to be an inspiration to the parent. I don't think they owe their parents that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't want my kids to feel pressured that they need to be inspirational for me, but, but I'm, I am, I'm finding lots of young people these days, the kids from Parkland, a whole set of new activists coming that, the young people particularly who rose up and spoke out during the Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. And then I watch Lucas and Simon, our two young men, you know, start to thrive in ways that I could only have hoped for um, a few years back. So, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm bursting. I bursting with pride for him. I and, love um, hearing that. That's so wonderful because it's like you um, – he clearly has drawn his creative talents from you and from, you know, his family. And, uh, oh, his mother has had a tremendous, I'm, I'll be glad when this movie's over because she's the unsung, um, at the moment, because most people want to talk about me and Lucas and I, because, uh, Lucas and me, because we obviously made the film together, mm -hmm. but his mom was an actress on Broadway. She's a poet. And, his dressing room, for instance, of the play he's doing now on Broadway is filled with pictures of her and his grandma and and art projects they did together. And I mean, she has just been so impactful on, on the kind of young man, man Lucas has become. Um, so but but I you know, I we feel we feel lucky. Do you have children? I do. I have a five-year-old um, oh. who is actually patiently waiting. I promised her cookies this afternoon. Oh, please. What, so what I, cookies are we having? We are going to make ugly sweater cookies. What is that? <laughs> well, they're basically just sugar cookies in the shape of sweaters, and we're going to decorate them with, like, different colors and glitter and, you know, um, icing and all of that stuff. So, and in fact, right eight Bergen Street, B-E-R-G-E-N uh -huh. Street. 28 Bergen Street, Brooklyn, New York, 11201. You can send me any cookie you want. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. I'm kind of not. I love a mother who makes cookies with her kid. We do. Well, you know, and, and all, truth be told, we don't do it every day. I'm of certainly, you, you don't. know, I'm certainly not. Cookies every day. You'd have, your child would be in, you know, in Weight Watchers. Right, right exactly. But we, um, I, I try to incorporate her into my life and into my world because I'm also an actress in addition to um, oh, wow. being, being a reporter, um, uh, an entertainment reporter, I'm also an actress. So she goes to auditions with me. She is very much a part of my podcast and, and my world. And, I, and that's why I think your story is so 
wonderful because it's it's obvious that you your family um you have you're all in each other's world you've brought them oh, into yeah. it and no it, it, you know, it, that's the only i love it i mean family is everything mm-hmm. i'm really honestly so what a pleasure to talk with you heather yes um, thank you enjoy so the much. cookie <laughs> i know we awesome. will we will what's your daughter's name her name is channing channing, channing. yeah oh. My little baby girl, like right before we were supposed to talk the first time she came in and I was like, I don't have time right now, baby. I got to do this podcast. And she's like, I just want cookies. Oh. <laughs> Tell her I'm going to find a cookie somewhere in LA and have it in your honor. Oh, yes, please do. Please do. Well, I wish you all the best with the film. It's truly wonderful. And I love how well you've created real characters that we can relate to in these beautiful stories. So um, I wish you much success and I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Heather. I really appreciate it. All right. And that's going to do it for me, everybody. Have a wonderful week. And remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye. Mama funny. Balls.